are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, football fans, to another episode of Locked On NFL here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day with your Tuesday host, Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings and myself, Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints. On today's episode, we're taking a look at some news and notes from the top of the week, including a busy day for Luke Braun and the Minnesota Vikings. Then we're going to be locking and mocking NFC title contenders before Marcus Mocher joins to lay the groundwork for our fantasy football owners and how they should navigate quarterback competitions around the NFL. Once again, I'm Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, joined every Tuesday by Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL. And this is Locked On NFL. And as we get started with today's episode, don't forget to also go and check out later on Peacock and Williamson, the NFL show hosted here by Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Luke, you had a very big day today in Minnesota Ooh, it was Vikings a good day. land. Oh, was it a good one? I want to know, let's start off with Danelle Hunter, who I thought is, who obviously I'm a huge fan of. He went from purple and gold to purple and gold, and I'm a big fan of that. Uh, big pipeline. Talk, yeah, right. Big time. So tell us a little bit about how this all went down with retaining Hunter and getting him back in this this NFL version of the purple and gold. Yeah. So if you have not been paying attention to the Daniel Hunter thing, it's been going on for a year in Rappaport even said over a year kind of behind closed doors. He's been really underpaid. He signed a deal like three years ago when he hadn't broken out as the perennial pro bowler that he is. He was still kind of young and like it was a maybe. Um, so he signed a deal that was way too low. And mm-hmm. so he's been an underpaid player. Um, and he wants a new contract. And that's kind of been it. He, and he basically threatened to hold out t- in 2021 to get that deal going. He still has three years left on his deal, and he's coming off of an injury. So it kind of, they were at a weird impasse. So now they've figured out a rework where they give him a little signing bonus here in 2021 or convert a little to signing bonus, I believe. That hasn't been confirmed as of this recording. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little signing bonus in 2021 to kind of guarantee a little bit of extra money. If he re-aggravates his neck now or something, he's a little bit more secure. Sure. Um, and then they added a an $18 million roster bonus in uh, 2022 that's borrowed from the end of the contract so basically a huge roster bonus that puts the vikings in a very clear and specific situation next march it'll kick in like mm-hmm. fifth day of the league year next march so they will either let him make a bajillion dollars which daniel hunter's happy about and the vikings would be happy to do if he plays sure. like the way that he he has played they know that he's a good player and they know that good edge rushers are expensive or they decline the roster bonus and release him There's also, you know, trading or reworking the contract or something if they want to keep him. But basically, if he's healthy, they're going to keep him. If he's not healthy, they let it go. Um, And now they kind of can use 2021 as an information gathering thing. And Daniil Hunter either makes a bunch of money on this deal or he hits free agency and makes a bunch of money there. So both sides are happy here. And Rob Brzezinski, the cap guru for the Vikings and Rick Spielman kind of always find a way to have their cake Mm -hmm. and eat it too in these situations. And they've done it again. 
This is great. I mean, this is a really humane way of working with a player who has an injury history, but you know is extremely talented and is at a premier position. Remember, the edge rusher position once described by John Gruden as the place where, hey, we know that edge rushers don't grow on trees. That was, of course, like a week after he traded away Khalil Mack, but that's beside the point. (laughs) When it comes down to what happens here, this is a great (laughs) opportunity. He did. He did. Like very soon after trading away Khalil Mack, like very soon. After, maybe not a week, but it was still fresh on everyone's mind when he said it. Same off season, right? Um, but yeah, pretty crazy moment. But so you know, so they they get Daniel Hunter. They keep him around in in Minnesota. They find a way to get this worked out at least for this twenty twenty one season. We'll see how it pans out with his health moving forward. But they haven't stopped working on the defensive line. Looks like another move might be on the way as well. Yeah, so I guess the other big news is that Sheldon Richardson's not coming back to the Browns. That was reported by Mary Kay Cabot, who covers the Browns beat. And it sounds like he is also coming to the Vikings. He came to the Vikings in 2018. Might occupy a little bit of a different role in the Vikings this time. It's Mm -hmm. actually kind of unclear who's going to play where because they have Michael Pierce, a nose tackle, Dalvin Tomlinson, a nose tackle, and Sheldon Richardson, a three technique. And so they might play a similar front to what the Rams and Giants did and had so much success doing in 2020, which is a lot of uh, tight fronts, which means three Mm -hmm. defensive linemen inside the tackles. Usually there's only the two defensive tackles and the ends line up outside uh, of the the tackle box. The tight front has three in there, and that gives you a bunch of advantages against the run, and it kind of lets you spill everything outside. And that's what Brandon Staley got the number one defense with in 2020. Patrick Graham had a lot of uh, success in New York as well with that, with Dalvin Tomlinson. Um, So it it sounds like they're going to do that. And Sheldon Richardson might play closer to an edge rusher role, but still kind of an inside thing. It's a little bit of a nebulous distinction. Um, We'll see what the money and all that is. And they're currently as again, as of as you're listening to this, dear listener, you might actually it might already be official. But as of us recording this, it's still the the details are still getting worked out and it's not anything more than a handshake right now. Look, I, I think you're absolutely right. If you see what the best defense in the NFL did and you have the opportunity to be able to try to do it yourself, this is a, what do they call it? A, a copycat league, right? It's always been one of the cliches that gets thrown around. Yeah. 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 And, and Mike Zimmer's a chameleon. He will, he has run cover three shells, Pete Carroll style. He's run cover four quarters like the University of Michigan does. He's mm-hmm. run high blitz, low blitz, and he changes it week to week depending on the quarterback. He's a chameleon. So he'll run any scheme he want. He, he can get his hands on and he can get the personnel for. So it seems like this is the route that they're taking. And I think it's super interesting. Absolutely. Before we get to our uh, lock it or mock it segment, take a look at NFC contenders real quick. want to mention that also the Miami Dolphins ended up giving an extension to linebacker Jerome Baker, who's combined for 200 and I think it's 238 tackles combined over the last two seasons. He had seven sacks last year, 11 hits on the quarterback. So he's a huge part of that Miami Dolphins defense that was super successful last year. And, uh, you know, that just continues to improve under Brian Flores. So they lock up a really, really important piece to all of that as they continue to look ahead to uh, 2021, where the grass still continues to look greener and greener for the future of the Miami Dolphins. Now it's just about getting the offense uh, all settled in. It looks like Mike Sicky, the tight end there might be the next one in line mm-hmm. for uh, an extension. So if that ends up being the case, keeping Jerome Baker and Mike Kosicki over the course of, let's say, two off seasons here, Jerome Baker in this one, maybe Kosicki into the next one, that would be a really solid uh, play for the future of the Miami Dolphins. 
yeah, not bad for a third round pick in 2018, getting a big mm-hmm. extension like that, you know, kind of throw it on the pile of things Brian Flores has accomplished while not working with, you know, bona fide blue chip superstar players. Right. Um, and, and I think that's why he gets coach of the year consideration every single year. Oh, that's going to be a tough segue. You mean Rock Auto's coach of the year? I don't know what's tough here. You're right. Rock Auto is coach of the year. Head on over to rockauto.com for all of your car part needs. They have everything you could ever imagine. If you need supplies for your car, like jumper cables or windshield wiper fluid or other stuff that you would just keep in your car, safety supplies and stuff, you can get that car parts, anything you would get at a brick and mortar auto shop, but they're cutting out that middleman and letting you buy directly from that manufacturer, which means you stand to save a buck because those brick and mortar auto shops are going to upsell you. So head on over to rockauto.com, enter your make, your year, and your model, and they will sort out everything that is compatible with your car. So you know you're getting a part that works with your car and you can save a buck doing so as well. So head on over to rockauto.com. And at checkout, there's a how you heard about us section. Make sure you let them know that Locked On sent you. Rock Auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. All right, y'all, continuing on with today's episode of Locked On NFL. Don't forget to check out Locked On NFL on YouTube. Uh, we have a YouTube channel up, and we also have several of our NFL shows over on YouTube as well, including the Cardinals, the Broncos, the Cowboys, the Saints, and the Chiefs, and more on the way. So a ton coming to YouTube as we continue to expand here at the Locked On Network. It has been a ton of fun, and I'm very, very excited about the future as we continue to move forward. But the future is perhaps even more exciting for some young NFL teams that are looking to be contenders going into the 2021 season and with that we enter our lock it or mock it segment luke and i love doing this segment where we essentially lock as in buy or mock as in sell we went through the afc contenders last week now let's talk about some contenders that are outside of the tampa bay buccaneers and see if we lock or mock when it comes to these play or when it comes to these teams so let's start off with the green bay packers usually they would be a lock as a contender but can't take anything for granted after this offseason what are your opinions what is your opinion on the green bay packers as a title contender in the nfc Look, you have to ask Peter Bukowski of Locked On Packers about the skinny on the Aaron Rodgers situation. I can't weigh on it. I don't know anything about that more than, you know, anybody does. Uh, But it does kind of hinge on that because if Aaron Mm -hmm. Rodgers is gone and you're going to the bargain bin for quarterbacks, I don't know, if you can't go swing a trade for Russell Wilson or something super audacious, they are in the pits. I mean, they've got some good pieces on defense. They've got a couple of skill players that they could get excited about. They have Aaron Jones. They have Devontae Adams, if they can get his contract worked out. Some exciting defenders. Like, they have the makings of a roster, but they also have a lot of holes. Who are the wide receivers after Devontae Adams? What about cornerbacks after Jair Alexander? It's not a complete roster. Easy mock without Aaron Rodgers, and of course, with him, it's a lock. So it really comes down to, is he going to be there? So I'm going to go 60-40, which means it's a mock it. And I'm so wow. excited. I, that's got to be. It's such a good, good day. <laughs> oh, you're just you're just on top of the world today. <laughs> Let's talk about a team that actually should really win its division. At least if you ask me, the Los Angeles Rams. Lock it or mock it. Mm. NFC contender. That's a really good one. I'm going to go lock it. I, I, I love the upgrade that they made at quarterback. I love how aggressive they continue to be. The fact that they keep 
you know, shipping off these first round picks to continue to build their team. They were ready to try to offer a future first round pick for Julio Jones, according to Mike Lombardi. Like they were ready to do it all over again. Mm-hmm. This is a team that's willing to do whatever it takes to build a Always. contender. And I think they've done it. And they, they, you know, they come back as we referenced in the first segment with the, you know, what was the number one defense in the NFL. Jalen Ramsey gets a new number. He's going to be a single digit corner with number five. I think that brings a lot of confidence and swagger. I think he's going to be. <laughs> looking fresh and therefore playing fresh on the field no but i'm really excited about what the rams are they're a lock for me and 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 if nothing else it's the upgrade from jared goff to uh to matthew stafford which make no mistake is an upgrade for sean McVay Mm -hmm. and his offense and if it was the number one defense that means that the offense is what couldn't get it together last year and certainly we saw that if not over the course the entire season and certainly in pivotal moments now if the limitation really was jared goff which is what we all sort of believe at this time that is no longer an issue. You have a healthy Cooper Cup that's going to make you have a Robert Woods that can stretch the field. You have a Van Jefferson that's going to continue to develop. Cam Akers, who has been outstanding, a solid offensive line. And now you have a viable quarterback that should alleviate those previous concerns. This is a locket for me. I think they're a contender. Yeah, I'm with you. It's a locket for me, too. Uh, I, I think Here's the thing. I don't think people quite understand, unless you're really locked into the, uh, or maybe locked on to the uh-huh. Rams beat with Sosa over there. I uh, Sean McVay was not happy with Jared Goff. I don't think people quite like understand the degree to which Jared Goff held Sean McVay McVay back and how much effort Sean McVay had to put in to have a reasonable offense because Jared Goff couldn't run an offense. Matt Mm -hmm. Stafford has his flaws. I think he's reasonably accurate quarterback. He's got a good arm and all that. He's got his flaws. He's got his tendencies. He can run an offense like a regular NFL quarterback. That is going to mean everything. This is not going to be Lion Stafford. I watched for yeah. years and years and years. Since I was a teenager, I've been watching Matt Stafford run hamstrung Lions offenses because they could get a, a roster together. Matt Stafford has an offense, and Sean McVay has a quarterback who can run one. Yeah. This is going to work. Yeah. But let's, talk, let's stay in the NFC West. Mm-hmm. And what, what about the Seattle Seahawks? What are we making of them? Listen, um... I struggle with the Seattle Seahawks. I really do. If nothing else, but for their own. So there is the the culture right now that may be a little bit turbulent with the way that the offseason went, right? With the Russell Wilson situation. Of that. Even if that is overblown, I still have concerns around Seattle just based upon their previous displays. I kind of have to seriously ask this about Seattle and particularly their defense and their ability to play late into seasons. I think I have some concerns there. Yeah, I, I think I share those concerns, and it's mostly about I want to see a little bit something a little fresher on defense. Sure, Pete Carroll's still running spot drop cover yeah, I was three. Say, you way think too spot often. drop cover three is not working anymore? <laughs> I mean, that's what I always say about the about the Seahawks because that's what stands out to me, and that their worst games came against wide zone teams, of which there are the two most famous ones are in their division. Right. So I, I mean, they've got to make the playoffs before I talk about them as a contender, and I would probably guess that they're a wild card after the Rams win the division, but I'm not like sure about it. So they're a they're a strong market for me. Yeah, I think I have to I have to agree. I mean, I think just looking even just at the division, as you mentioned, you've got four teams there that really can make a viable playoff run. Even Arizona, I'll I'll, I'll 
which I'll throw in there. And then, of course, you have sure. San Francisco and you've got the Rams. And I think that's going to be one of the things that makes it a bit more of a mock for me because Seattle, surprisingly, honestly, surprisingly for me, is the team that I have the most questions about in yeah. that division. Even though there's not a clear starting quarterback yet for the San Francisco 49ers, I still kind of have more concern about the Seattle Seahawks. Now, maybe I'm overblowing it a little bit because we have seen them more recently fall apart. But still, because of that, it's hard to have a lot of confidence in them right now. Yeah, and those strong divisions tend to beat each other up too. So mm-hmm. you'll be talking about teams that are pretty good, but then they'll be, you know, 10 and 7, 11 and 6 at the top, and then the bottom of it will be 8 and 9, you know, and they kind yeah, of good point. all sort of, that's what the NFC East has always been. They all mm-hmm. kind of like gather around the middle. Much like chocolate gathers around the lovely middle of a built bar. Covered in 100% chocolate, the beautiful indulgent treat that you don't think you should be able to have, but you totally can because it's low calorie, low sugar, low carb, high protein, high fiber. It's even keto friendly if you're doing the keto thing. Coming in delicious flavors like peanut butter, brownie, chocolate, raspberry, chocolate, coconut, all the classics. And what's your favorite, Ross? Mint brownie, baby. That's the one. So head on over to BuiltBar.com. If you want to get in on this yourself, you can enter promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. You get 15% off of your next order. That's LOCKED15, all one word, at BuiltBar.com. BuiltBar! Let's talk about gambling. I feel like there's a lot of people that bet on the Hawks to uh, beat the Sixers in that series mm-hmm. that were really sweating on Monday night's <laughs> game when they tied it up two to two and they're feeling pretty good. And if you want to make a bet and get that sweat going yourself, head on over to betonline.ag. It's free to sign up on your mobile or your desktop. And when you uh, make your first deposit, enter promo code locked on L O C K E D O N. You get a 50% welcome bonus. That means if you put in say, 500 bucks, you get 750 to gamble with. So head on over to betonline.ag. You can bet on baseball, hockey, basketball, football futures, reality TV, award shows, whatever you can dream up. They probably got a prop bet for it. So head on over to betonline.ag and get yourself a gambling. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, everybody, like we do every Tuesday here on Locked On NFL, it is time for our Tuesday Fantasy Forum, and we are joined by Marcus Mosher at Marcus underscore Mosher, host of Locked On Dynasty and co-host as well over at Locked On Cowboys, which you can also catch over on YouTube now, just like the Locked On NFL channel as well. Marcus, how are you, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Glad to have you here with us. Thanks again for taking the time to join us. We wanted to talk a bit today about quarterback competitions around the NFL and how they might affect the way that folks play and look ahead to uh, fantasy football this coming season. So let's start with one that I think is obviously very close to me, but I do think has some potential real fantasy implication. Uh, Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill, how does the investment at the skill positions change depending on which of those quarterbacks wins the competition? All right, so let's go ahead and assume that by week one, Sean Payton names a starter, right? If it's mm-hmm. Taysom Hill, we're talking about Taysom Hill being a top, what, six or seven quarterback at the fantasy football position. I mean, it, there's just, he's so good in terms of what we want from a fantasy quarterback. Right. You're going to be drafting him in the same range as Dak Prescott and Kyler Murray. And that sounds incredibly insane, but it's it's just the truth. When it comes to Jameis Winston, right? If Jameis is the starter, I think we get a lot more excited about the prospects of Michael Thomas, uh, Alvin Kamara, and then mm-hmm. my guy, Adam Troutman. I think if, if Jameis yeah. Winston if James Winston is a starting quarterback, I think Adam Troutman uh, has a lot of value. So I think a lot of fantasy players are obviously hoping for 
uh, Jameis to be the starter. But it won't be the worst thing in the world if Taysom is a starter either. Is there any skill position player that you can think of that is in that is impacted in a positive manner if Taysom Hill becomes a starting quarterback in New Orleans? Hmm. Other than Taysom, no, <laughs> no, no. I don't. Taysom, so, Taysom right? kind of gets the the well, the star I, fantasy treatment at that point. Right, I think the, be, the better question is Ross: Which player gets hurt the most with Taysom starting? Right, and mm-hmm. I think it's Alvin Kamara. Because it's got to be Alvin, yeah. It, it, because just of the receptions, right? I still think he's going to be highly efficient as a runner. We saw last year when Taysom was starting, Kamara just did not see the same target share in the passing game. I would be really worried about Kamara if Taysom is the starter. Yeah, I, I think there's just something about the the runaround game that Taysom has, and it's just a thing Jameis Winston does not have that becomes the check down and becomes the outlet when things go wrong Taysom's gonna scramble Jameis Winston's gonna dump it off and so you definitely want the guy that dumps it off if you're an Alvin Kamara owner absolutely we see this across the NFL right a lot of these really athletic mobile quarterbacks they're their own check down yeah right they Lamar Jackson Kyler Murray even somebody like Dak Prescott because he can move around enough in the pocket they don't need to take these two three four yard you know check downs they can use their legs to scramble outside of the pocket or make plays for themselves. That was always an underrated part of Trubisky's game. But uh, speaking of uninspiring quarterbacks, let's talk about what's going on Yikes. in New England. <laughs> okay, so a, a video came out and uh, about the quarterback competition in New England. It got me thinking about Cam Newton and Mac Jones, and, and it was a, a cut up of a couple of OTA reps where Cam Newton threw a bad pass and Mac Jones threw a good pass. But what do you think about that that competition on the whole and in terms of how it affects, you know, whatever fantasy assets you might have in, in New England? I, I honestly I don't feel like it's much much of a competition, right? Like if Cam is healthy and the shoulder looks fine, I think he's gonna be the starter. I think the Patriots would love to sit Mac Jones for the entire year, uh kind of reevaluate him in 2022 once he learns the offense. I think we just should assume that Cam is the starter, and I expect Cam to be better. We saw in the first two weeks last year before he got COVID, um, you know, he he played really well, and Jacoby Myers played well in that offense. The running the running backs were really good. I think at this stage we're hoping that Cam can get back to what we saw early on last year and that he can stay healthy. Let, let's take a look at one more here. Uh, a lot of good weapons, a lot of good assets to invest in, but a major question at the quarterback position, the Denver Broncos, whether it's going to be Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater. And then, of course, there's the Aaron Rodgers conversation. But between Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke, how are those other assets affected by this competition? I kind of forgot Drew Locke was even a thing until you mentioned him about it. <laughs> How <laughs> dare mean, you? It, it just it feels like a given, right, that it's either going to be Aaron Rodgers or Teddy Bridgewater because how can you go into the season again with Drew Locke? It, it just – I just don't see it. I do think Teddy Bridgewater would be a really nice, intriguing option on that team because I think he pairs well with Jerry Judy. I think he can distribute the ball to the playmakers more consistently than Drew Locke. I think that's a a pretty neutral quarterback uh, decision there in Denver. But if it's Aaron Rodgers, it's all system goes right. We're oh, going to yeah. see we're going to see everybody in that offense move up. What at least a round? Like Javante yeah, Williams. Javante Williams is going to go from a sixth or seventh round pick to a fourth round pick. Jerry Judy's all of a sudden going to be a fourth or fifth round pick. Cortland Sutton might even sneak up into the late third, early fourth round. So. 
Uh, if you're doing some early drafts now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to the strategy of drafting some of these Broncos with the anticipation that Rodgers could be the quarterback. You kind of have a floor with Teddy. He'll, he'll yeah. make good decisions. He'll get you the ball. You know, you'll mm-hmm. get your kind of consistent reps and your touches and stuff. And then if Aaron Rodgers comes in, then suddenly you've got this huge deal. It does seem like a kind of high floor, high ceiling. Well, Luke, let me ask you this. Who do you think the receivers are hoping wins that job between Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater? I don't know enough about Drew Locke. I know a lot more about Teddy Bridgewater, obviously. <laughs> um, but, but I think Teddy, the, the season I would he had say in Carolina, Teddy. I don't think is who he yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, because like, yeah. he's much Jerry, more the guy he was in New Orleans. Yeah. Right. If Jerry Judy gets open, the ball's going to be there. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think Jerry Judy would have a lot of confidence in Drew Locke to get him the ball. I do think that's where Teddy's strength is. He's going to deliver the ball accurately with anticipation. I think with all those playmakers, that's sometimes all you need to be at least a somewhat successful offense. Yeah, I mean, uh, a, a timing oriented spot throwing quarterback is always going to be somebody that wide receivers or that pass catchers are going to want to you know, Correct. play with. Correct. I think that makes perfect sense for Teddy. Marcus, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out, talk a little bit of quarterback competition. You can find Marcus at Marcus underscore Mosher. He does Locked On Cowboys. Make sure you subscribe to that Locked On Cowboys YouTube channel as well. You can find him on the Locked On Dynasty Football podcast as well. All that's available wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Thanks, fellas. And we will see you all tomorrow. You'll be in the fine, fine hands of Tony Wiggins and James Rapine talking about whatever goes down in the world of the NFL, as well as a little bit of draft talk. So make sure you stick around for that. Make sure you go to the Locked On Today podcast so you can get the scoop on everything going on in the entire world of sports, basketball, hockey, baseball, all of that stuff. Peter Bukowski doing a great job there under 20 minutes every single morning. For Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Noel on Twitter, I am Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL on Twitter. We'll see you all next time here on the Locked On NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bill Bye.